Luke gives it up. Parker to tie. You got What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today is June 19, 2022, and we had a great weekend of celebrations as we celebrated Juneteenth and Father's Day 2022. It was a great weekend all in all. I hope everybody had a safe and happy weekend. Um, Spend it with people you love, whether that be friends, family, father figures, whatever it may be. Um, I hope everybody had just a great weekend overall. And to get right into it, we're going to have a great conversation today. I'm super excited about it. I think it's one of those conversations that needs to be said um, because of the recency bias and and just overall history of the Chicago Bears. We're going to be talking about year two quarterbacks, specifically Justin Fields. Should Justin Fields have to have this pressure of being that year two quarterback where by the end of the season, we know indefinitely that he is the future of the franchise, that he is going to be here potentially for the next 10 years if he's willing to be here, that we would want him. A lot of quarterbacks go into year two and say, you need to take this huge leap. You need to be that guy. You need to be a winner. My thing with Justin Fields right now, he's in this situation that most year two quarterbacks aren't, and that's entering a rebuild. Most year two quarterbacks are already building something. You don't normally draft the quarterback if you're going to just rebuild half the team and fire the general manager and and head coach and all of the coaching staff the very next year. It, It doesn't make any sense. So for me right now, it's definitely one of those situations with the Chicago Bears to where I feel like... Not that Justin Fields gets an excuse to just not work as hard, but it's definitely that conversation of if he doesn't perform well, I completely understand. Now, whether you agree with them or not, pro football football focus, pardon me, is a very respected website, a very respected part of this game. And they have the Chicago Bears ranked 32nd in wide receiver cores. Let me break that down for you for the guys that don't really pay attention. There are 32 teams, and we are dead last in wide receiver core. You have David Montgomery as your only real reliable running back, because as much as I love Khalil Herbert, he just wasn't consistent enough throughout the year. 
Part of that is on him. Part of that is on Matt Nagy. It's it's a whole and, and Bill Lazor, of course. But it, that's a whole different dynamic and a whole different conversation. But regardless, David Montgomery, who spent most of the season injured, is your only reliable running back other than Justin Fields um, for the run game. It it's definitely brings a conversation. And Darnell Mooney, you know. How reliable is he going to be as a wide receiver number one now? I, I love Darnell. I think he's made great strides. He's an amazing individual. He works his ass off. He's probably one of the hardest working individuals in that facility. I mean, let's not even just talk about the team. Let's talk about the facility who's walked through those doors. He works his ass off. He was with Justin Fields since day one. He didn't give a shit about the rookie shit where, you know, Matt Nagy was saying, oh, you got to work with Andy Dalton and Nick Foles and whoop-de-whoop during spring training and during, not spring training, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the Yankees game right now. During uh, preseason and, and all the warm-ups and OTAs, Darnell Mooney specifically stayed after practice to work with Justin Fields and it paid off, whereas Allen Robinson and others didn't and that's definitely the situation at hand. But for me right now, one of the biggest things that I feel like is going to be a problem is now that defenses are prepared, okay, Jimmy Graham is gone. Allen Robinson is gone. The big name guys are gone. So you could simply focus just on Darnell Mooney. Now, obviously, they have Jones Jr. out of Tennessee, and he's he's a fast, freaky dude. I mean, this guy is so athletic, has so much bounce to him. I mean, the, the, the kid, you won't even be able to stick to the kid. That's the biggest part of it. But he's definitely not going to be the one or two option on a championship team. He's definitely might not even be the third option on a championship team until proven otherwise. We don't know what it's going to be like in the NFL for him. Tennessee isn't the biggest football market of schools. They don't play the greatest of talent. So you definitely do need to see how he continues to adjust. And that's not me taking a shot at him or Tennessee. You know I'm a Tennessee Volunteers fan. But it's definitely that conversation of, okay, I need to see you actually do it consistently year in and year out. Darnell Mooney, you know, potentially getting doubled all season is going to be a fucking huge problem if that's all they prepare for. Because all we really brought in was Brian Prinkle. And that really doesn't do anything for me. So it's definitely that conversation of Justin Fields, unlike Joe Burrow, who gets, you know, his old teammate who he won a national championship with and potentially is one of the greatest wide receivers to come out of LSU. And there's guys like Odell Beckham Jr. coming out of LSU. So, you know, you look at Jamar Chase and and Joe Burrow going into year two, even though Joe Burrow did tear his ACL in year one, you know, you you bump up that O-line, you bring in more defensive heavy guys, Um, defensive heavy veterans who know the situations that can hold Joe Burrow down. You know, with the Chicago Bears, you get rid of Khalil Mack, you get rid of Robinson, you get rid of Nagy Pace, the guys who drafted you, and everything else pretty much falls apart. It it doesn't make much sense. Um, I, I think there's this conversation of, you know, what are you looking at for Justin Fields? What do you want Justin Fields to gain going into this season? Now, I spoke with an individual um, that I'm good friends with, and you know, one and, and a few of them, honestly, my boys. I I, I talk to them and, and I have these conversations, and they believe that you know you need to win games in order to prove to me that you're the guy. And I don't think that's the case. I think there's 53 guys on this roster. I think there's a coach. I think there's an offensive line, uh, offensive line that you need to worry about that you know loses James Daniels, and we haven't even talked about that. You know, Tevin Jenkins hasn't played a full season. Larry Borum hasn't played a full season. Cody Whitehair has regressed a little bit. It's definitely that conversation of just understanding your situation and understanding 
why we are where we are. You know, you look at, obviously, Travis Gibson, who I hope is going to take a huge leap this year. Alan Bratcher, my good friend. Um, you know, we, we both think that he's going to be able to take that role of Khalil Mack. Maybe not be the household name of Khalil Mack, but definitely the presence of Travis Gibson is going to be felt, especially without Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman as well. But again, Danny Trevathan, all of these guys are gone. You know what I mean? So, you know, you bring in Gordon and you bring in a couple good guys um, that are going to be solid for the secondary, but that off front seven of the pressure is, is going to be gone. And, and that's a huge problem. Um, but with that being said, you know, we really don't know what we have. We even lost Pat O'Donnell to the Green Bay Packers. It pains me to even say that. Patty Ice. I mean, it, 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 that, that honestly hurt. That was probably the icing on the cake for me where I was just like, yeah, this, this next season is just going to be an L. Um, you know, Matt Eberflus, I love Matt. I think he's a great guy. Ryan Poles, I think, is going to do an amazing job. But as of right now, they have not set up Justin Fields for success, and that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. They have freed up money so that we have over $150 million to play with in the 2023 free agency. That is fucking huge. Now, a part of that's probably going to go to Roquan Smith. Everybody understands that. Um, but it also might not. I really don't know. You really don't know until you know, especially if we have a top five pick and there's good linebackers out there. Why pay Roquan Smith when you could bring in a rookie for the free? But with that being said, you have over $150 million. You can bring in guys like a Debo Samuel. You can bring in a DK Metcalf. You can bring in whoever you want, a Mike Evans, a Chris Godwin, who knows? It's definitely that kind of conversation to where Justin Fields going into 2023 that would be the season where I need to see wins translated. That's where I need it. Because you get another first-round pick, probably, most likely, 90% sure it's top 10 protected. Um, and, and potentially even top five or top three, depending on how this season goes. You know, they could even trade up. Don't know why they would trade up unless it was something huge. Um, but it's definitely a conversation to where the Chicago Bears can really run up the board in 2023. 2022, Justin Fields, you know, I understand the quarterback position is one of the most important positions on the field, um, and that translates to wins, but you also have to look at Russell Wilson, you know, towards the end in Seattle. You also have to look at Matthew Stafford, his entire time in Detroit. He leaves for one year with the Los Angeles Rams with a stacked team and wins a Super Bowl, and, and that's the reality. You know, Joe Burrow, first year, looked he looked good, but the team was not winning games prior to his ACL tear. The problem with that is you bring in Jamar Chase, you bring in all these other individuals. Hey, we, wanna, we, we went to a Super Bowl. Hey, look at that. It's almost like paying guys and putting a good roster together is going to translate to wins. And that's where you have to look at it and be realistic and just understand that, you know, you have to put a good roster around these guys. Ryan Tannehill, he's a solid quarterback. But he's not going to take you there. And that's a conversation, to, you know, in favor of the guys. You know, he, he's just not that guy. You could put Derrick Henry. You could put A.J. Brown. You could put all these other individuals and a good defense around him, the coach of the year. But at the end of the day, Ryan Tannehill, in my opinion, just isn't that guy. And that's why they drafted his successor. But with that being said, you know, guys like Justin being so young, aside from that, that's where it's like, okay, I just want to see this kid be able to get rid of the ball be able to understand why he's getting rid of the ball. And I know that's a very obvious statement, but, you know, in certain situations, you need to know when to just kill the play and not to take the sack because if it's third and 10 and it's about to be fourth and 25 because you're taking the sack, that's a big problem for me. And, and that's something, Justin, I felt like in year one just didn't have enough time to grasp um, is that, in, you know, in college, you can kind of make a play out of nothing. 
And and Justin, as good as he is, just isn't there yet. Now, right now, in present day, he might be. Who knows? You know, we've seen what he's been doing in practices. That's perfectly fine. But we won't know until we know. That's just an obvious statement. But it, it's definitely that conversation of in year one, you know, you, you still think you have enough time to scramble and make this play. But like everybody says, these are grown-ass men. The best of the best in natural bred athletes going at you in the NFL. Unlike college, you know, in the fourth quarter, you know, when, when there's two minutes left and usually the dogs are called off even though they're up 40 points, you know, in the NFL, they're really not. They're really not. They stay in the game. It doesn't matter. And that's one of the big problems I feel like, you know, you're going through right now as a rookie. Even Joe Burrow had to understand to get rid of the ball. That was a big part of what happened with him and his ACL injury in 2020 um, or 2021. I forget exactly when it was, but it, ah, 2020. But it, it's definitely that conversation. And, and it's definitely what's going to lead up to Justin Fields' success. I feel like you need to, number one, learn how to read a defense properly, um, be able to understand more schemes, and having a defensive coordinator as a coach, I feel like is going to help a lot with that because he's going to be able to teach you a lot um, you know, about what defenses are probably going to be preparing for you, and he's going to have a good understanding of what they're doing. So he's going to be able to set him up for success. Um, also, you know, your offensive coordinator worked with Aaron Rodgers the last few years. Aaron Rodgers gave him high praise. Um, so, you know, whatever that's worth to you, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I, I can't speak on what's going to happen in the future with that. But as of right now, I'm very optimistic about it. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I think it's definitely one of those conversations where we could have hired better. Um, but until you prove me wrong, it's definitely going to be something right now to where, you know, Getsy is just going to have to be that guy. He's going to have to be that guy. Luke Getsy is, is definitely... Someone that I'm optimistic about, but also someone I'm not too high on just because, you know, history hasn't shown me anything with him. He's not a certainty. He's not an answer. He's not a proven winner. Um, so that's, that's definitely something. That's why a big part of, you know, I love, I love Matt Everflus. I love his energy. I love who he is as a person. Um, that's why Brian Dable was so big for me. You know, you worked with the Patriots. You worked with Alabama. You worked with... Um, you know, obviously the Bills and, and so many and the Cleveland Browns and so many other and Kansas City and so many other individual um, talents. You know, you're looking at Andy Reid, Bill Lazor, not Bill Lazor. I'm part of me. I don't know why I just fucking said that. Bill Belichick, Nick Saban and many other amazing individuals and similar play styles with Josh Allen. So it, it's definitely something to where, you know, we need to understand the whys. And, and I, as I'm saying that, <laughs> I think of Matt Nagy because he used to say that. And we used to call them the why the fucks. That's what Mike on the mic was famous for. Um, that started trending on TikTok about a year ago. But, you know, when Matt Nagy does say you need to understand the whys, I also said we do. We do need to understand the why the fuck are we doing that. And that's a situation where I really don't know. I really don't know. Um, so I, I'm curious to see, you know, in his first year with a new offensive scheme, his first year with a new general manager, first year with a pretty much new group, I mean, I, I, and a new head coach, I'm super excited about it. I'm super excited about it, but I'm not going to put this pressure on Justin Fields that he needs to be this almighty God and win 10 to 12 games. Like, that's that's not in our wheelhouse right now. That's not realistic. Detroit's getting better. You know, Detroit had a better offseason than we did. You know, you, we have to understand that. The Vikings still have Kirk Cousins, still have Justin Jefferson, Alvin, uh, not Alvin, um, Dalvin Cook and, and many others, you know, they're still doing their thing. The Green Bay Packers, even though they lost, 
Devontae Adams. They still have a back-to-back MVP. They still have Aaron Jones. They still have a bunch of dogs and and, and a solid defense, a solid defense. So, you know, it, and Matt Eberflus, uh, not Matt Eberflus, um, Matt LaFleur. So it, it's definitely something to where we need to just understand the situation we're in. Dan Campbell is no scrub. Um, I love Dan Campbell. I think he's a great coach. I, I would love to play for Dan Campbell, but um, from what I've seen, I don't know him personally, but from what I've seen, he just looks like a fun guy to play for. But it, it's definitely a tricky situation right now with the Chicago Bears because you know if Justin Fields, you know if they have three wins this season, everybody's gonna say Justin Fields is hot ass, and, and that's that's an unfortunate circumstance because nobody's gonna talk about the situation that he's in. Even if he has a solid season, I feel like people are going to say, well, it doesn't translate to wins. Well, fucking course not. You know, he's one of 53 guys on this team. And that's that's just the players alone. Nonetheless, the, the coaching staff and the development and the trainers and all this other shit and a horrible owner. Um, but, you know, it, it's definitely coming down to that fact to where Justin Fields definitely needs to be that guy. Um, and by horrible owner, I love Virginia. It's George I have a problem with. So I just want to get that out there right now. I have no problem with Virginia McCaskey. She's a queen. She should be treated as such. But George McCaskey is a fucking idiot. That's that's the reality of the situation. Um, nobody fires Matt Nagy and then goes in a press conference and praises Matt Nagy. That doesn't make any fucking sense in the world. But that's neither here nor there. But with that being said... That's all I really wanted to just get through everybody's mind right now and just had a little bit of a conversation about it. You know, the expectations of Justin Fields and why these, this pressure to win now shouldn't be there. And, and it's not his fault. Bears fans are hungry. Bears fans won a championship. Haven't seen one, winning one since 1985 and haven't been the one since, what, 2005, 2006. So it, it's definitely that conversation of it's definitely well overdue. But it's definitely something where we shouldn't blame this kid for that. We should blame the front office. We should blame Ted Phillips. We should blame everybody else in power. But Justin Fields is just trying to get by and just trying to win, win, bas- uh, win basketball, win football games, and, and just be a better player than he was the day before. And that's what I love about the kid. So with that being said, this is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Bear down. Trust the process, boys. We're going to get there. Justin Fields, I'm with you. I'm rocking with you. I just want to see steps. I just want to see you get better. I just want you to see you prove that you understand the NFL. Let's go, baby.